can I just share um, how beautiful it is to witness God's children standing together and going and taking communion. And I also have a bit of a grin on my face because um, as you see people trying to break little biscuits and do it in a nice sort of a holy way and it just goes crack and it goes everywhere, or um, trying to serve it with kids going all around you and, and all the, the qualities that happens in family life and you go, you have a bit of a chuckle and I, I think of the very moment where Jesus was proclaiming this, he was doing that with his friends around a gathered party in celebration of the Passover, in celebration of what God had done. And I would dare say that throughout those moments, it wasn't all just this quiet sort of, you know that 1970s style Jesus movie? And it seems that everyone is just there and they're just and listening to, it is the word of God being read out and, and it's beautiful, but I dare say it was probably a lot more rambunctious than what we see in that film. They're all mates together and they're all celebrating what God has done and they're enjoying that moment together and it's in the midst of that moment that Jesus shares his plan for all humanity about to be fulfilled as the scriptures had foretold. And um, that is just a beautiful moment. And so, um, kids, um, if you haven't got any colouring in or anything like that yet, you can feel free to go and grab something. Um, It's great to be able to have everyone here this morning. Did anyone get um, a gift this Christmas that you went, that's one of the funniest, craziest gifts I've ever seen or received? Did anyone get anything just a bit... Out of, out, of, um, out of the norm, and you just go, sweet. What did you get, Liz? I got soap. You got soap? It was in the shape of Jesus. <laughs> soap in the, in the shape of Jesus, yes. It says, wash your sins away. Because Jesus washes our sins away. That's fantastic. That was a gift of I love it. Yes. Has anyone got something to be able to match that? Did anyone else get something? Actually, that's pretty funny. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Hello, kitty. Anyone else? Anyone got something which was... Now, I didn't know um, my mother-in-law was going to be in the service today. (laughs) But uh, if I was to be able to talk about epic gifts, um, my mother-in-law has set up in our family some of the the greatest gifts of all. But before I do that, um, I got a gift. I'm not sure it was for Christmas or whether it was for another um, thing, but I think it was for Christmas a couple of weeks ago. I got a, a piece of wood. Um, not this piece of wood, I'm just using this as an example. The piece of wood that was given to me, I, I happily put it into the fire. <laughs> uh, and, it had, and it was nailed to it, and I had one of my daughters, and I think it was Serenity, was it? Did you give it to me, Serenity? Or it was Reuben, was it? Reuben's was like, yeah, typical, it was Reuben. <laughs> and it had a note on it, and it just says, I've given you this, uh, this, this piece of wood so that you can go running around the block. Yeah, nice work. It's probably the only run around the block he saw that year. So, well done, Rube. So, so that was, that's been a pretty good gift. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, but the, the best one, and, and she was years too early, um, but appropriate for me to be able to share today, I got a roll of toilet paper from my mother-in-law. 
with embroidered on it, Merry Christmas. And, um, and so we opened this up and we weren't expecting anything and we were just uh, opened that up and we were just, we just all burst into to laughter. Like who embroiders toilet paper? But in 2020, it's not actually a surprise to us. We go, no, that's actually a really valuable gift. This is fantastic. And, you know, it takes time and it's a bit of an expense to be able to embroider on toilet paper, but toilet paper is an expensive gift. So um, we're really thankful for being able to have all different types of of gifts that we can receive. I'll I'll just leave that there so that's sitting... uh, Does it just show up? There you go. Those on the the live stream can see it's embroidered. Um, Gifts um, is obviously on our mind as part of Christmas and, and Aaron shared about the greatest gift of all um, on, on Christmas Day. And, and I also had prepared around this idea of a gift. And um, so I thought, okay, Lord, well, you're obviously wanting to make that and hammer that home for us. So let's pray before I um, speak with us all. Jesus, um, in the midst of um, giving a short devotional this morning, I pray, Lord, that it's not just words which I say, but Holy Spirit, would you encourage all of us this morning from your word and, Lord, in the preparation which has taken place, in the simplicity of a message here at Raymond Terrace Community Church, would your Holy Spirit speak profound words into our mind and to our soul of your goodness to us, your mercy and your sovereignty in all situations, we pray. Amen. So giving is a staple of... Christmas for most people in the Western world. Um, we know that because we start getting advertisement for toys to go and lay by at around about June. And, and then it's all about the gifts. Gifts, 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 buy this gift. And now it's a new phenomenon where people are loving it and some other people are feeling really indignant and are upset that on Boxing Day we have all of these marketplace things popping up and saying unwanted gift popping up and people going, what bargains can I get? And some people are going, how offensive is that? And, and, and things like that. But, it, but it's the reality of our Western world of gift giving. But why do we give gifts? We, we have talked about the two main areas in Scripture and um, for the church of why we give gifts um, and why it's part of the tradition. One is the wise men in giving gifts to the king and the other one is Jesus being the greatest gift of all and um, and that draws us to that um, most famous of passages in the bible in john three sixteen. Um, kids who can tell me what does john three sixteen say jasmine really loud voice that's right well done jazz and, and, and it's a great verse to learn isn't it john three sixteen. Uh, who who knows it off by heart i would presume it's at least half of the church. It's a great verse to be able to have memorised in our mind. For God so loved the world that he gave. Why did God give us his son? So we will not perish, but we'll have eternal life. The story of Christmas is not just, oh, isn't it so nice that Jesus came? And, um, and, and he gave us a gift. This gift was given not just because he likes us, which is true. He loves us. 
But because he loved us, it was necessary for him to come. It was a gift that came out of necessity so that we might be made right with a holy God. We know this because of what Jesus shared just before John chapter 3.16 and also what he shares just after. So if you've got a Bible, um, feel free to join with me in John chapter 3. I'm going to start reading from verse 14. Remember, verse 16 is, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son. But John chapter 3 and verse 14 says, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but will have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. This beautiful nugget of scripture that we have all memorized of the greatest gift of all Jesus coming, it's not just a gift which is done because it's, um, it's a nice thing for Jesus to do. We actually have to realize that it is a gift out of necessity for all mankind. It's a gift which was necessary for you and I to be able to be made right with a holy God. Now, this whole serpent, um, as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, who, who, who knows that story in Exodus or in Numbers, I should say? A few of us. The story in Numbers chapter 21 is the story where um, Israel has been um, obeying God's commands as he tells Moses and reveals it to the Israelites to be um, moving from place to place and um, basically battling against evil um, nations for God's glory to fulfill the promises which God had given to Abraham, where he would be giving them land. And they're going out and they're doing that. And they've just, they've just finished a great victory and then they're going along and it says that they started to whinge and complain. Now, for all of us which have been following with Marty the, to the word, it gets a bit old very quickly, doesn't it, of the whinginess of God's people. It's so good that we're not whingy like that, isn't it? <laughs> this is really important for us to know. And it's really important for us as we are sharing and reading God's word that that the same God who rescued Moses and the Israelites is the same God who is talking to us today. It says, Just as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up, because they were whinging to God and saying, I'm tired and sick of this. I've had enough. And so God allows and sends 
poisonous snakes into the area. And people were being bitten. People were dying. And now suddenly it's like, oh, sorry, um, Moses, go and talk to God and, and see what can be done to be rescuing us. And God says to Moses, go and make a serpent made out of bronze and place it on a staff or a flagpole, depending on which version you might read, and put it in the middle so that any Israelite who comes out and looks at the bronze snake will be saved. And so they did that. Sadly, later on, we recognize and see in scripture that people went, this is such a good thing that some people started to worship the idol of the bronze snake rather than recognizing that God had said, whoever looks to the bronze snake will be rescued and saved. Jesus says that right before the verse that we have just read, God so loved the world. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up that whoever believes in him may have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that so whoever believes in him would not perish but will have eternal life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Jesus came as a gift, not just for fun, but a gift that we needed so that we could be saved. God's gift is an offer of salvation, a forgiveness of sin to save us from eternal damnation, eternal life absent from God. And you heard um, the... You heard what that's meaning to Mark at the moment, as, as we were reading out earlier. And it's time for us as Christians to be waking up. It's time for us to be, so if we really believe this stuff, then we should be making us want to shout it from the rooftops. If Jesus is the person who has come to rescue us, it's the greatest gift of all. Are we going to go, oh, hi, God. Thanks for the gift. Yeah, I believe in you. I'm just going to place that over here. And now I'm going to get right back to what life's all about. Me. Sadly, this is the way the world is treating Jesus. Sadly, more and more Christians are not taking the full reality of what Jesus has done for us. Whether you have um, an alcoholic who is drinking all his life and someone donates a liver, is it right for that alcoholic, as soon as he's received that new liver, to go and continue to eat and drink and consume huge amounts of alcohol? Is that appreciation for the gift of the liver? No. Or a lung transplant for someone who has smoked all their life and they're giving a lung transplant, is it right for them to just go on continuing to smoke? For someone who has been the gift of life by Jesus Christ, is it right for the Christian to say, oh, I believe in you, God, but I'm going to do whatever I want to do? 
but thanks for the gift. If you're given the greatest gift of all, you should have a reaction which is responsive to the greatest gift of all. So I'm amazed. I can't believe it. I can't believe it that Jesus would rescue me from my sin. Hey, guys, I, I want to tell you about the greatest gift of all that I received. Is that not the heart of a Christian? So why is it that we so often go, oh, I'll just put it there, but hey, let me tell you about this new iPhone Pro Max 12.7. It's only this big and it's the latest and the greatest thing. And I'll talk about that all day long. Oh yeah, by the way, also I'm a Christian. Jesus is the greatest gift of all. It should make us want to shout it from the rooftops about what Jesus has done for us. And not only that, he's giving you the opportunity to be sharing that greatest gift to those all around you. That doesn't mean that everyone's going to want to receive the gift. It says whoever believes. Now that word belief has a lot of um, a lot added to that really, doesn't it? Whoever believes in me shall not perish. It is very simple in one case, but it's also very profound in another. When it says whoever believes in me, it means who gives up everything and gives it over to Jesus. Whoever believes in me says, no longer I that live, but Christ who will live in me. It's I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. It's I will live for him. And to die is gain. That's what belief in Jesus is. It's complete trust in everything that he has done and said that he would do to rescue us from sin and death. And we hold on to that truth and we live that out daily that everyone might see. So I'm going to ask of you three things today as we're wrapping up 2020 and Christmas. And it came to my mind as we were singing just a couple of weeks ago that... um, that chorus, O come all you faithful, or the, the carol, O come all you faithful. And we said, for he alone is worthy. And then we said, we'll praise your name forever. Three things. So come let us adore him. For he alone is worthy. We'll praise his name forever. Have you recognized that Jesus came into this world out of necessity? Gift, Yes but it was a gift out of necessity to rescue us because he loves us. Emmanuel means God with us. Jesus means rescuer. He came to rescue us from our sin. Have you come to recognize that and adore Christ the child? If not, I encourage you, keep searching because God will reveal his truth to you. You don't just have to have a random belief. He is the way, the truth, and the life. He will make himself known to you if you are searching. So keep searching. Keep asking questions. Keep talking to those friends of you who are one of those weirdo Christians that I just mentioned to you. This guy's, I've got the greatest gift of all and I want to tell you all about it. They have the truth. Ask them. Ask them more questions.
Oh, come, let us adore him, Christ the Lord. He came to rescue you. Jesus came. Christmas is the reminder that he loved us so much that he came. Do you submit that only he is worthy? The one who came from heaven was perfect while we're not. God demanded a perfect sacrifice for our sin. You can recall Chris's message last week about hope and Jesus being the anchor, the priest in the order of... Now, Chris says Melchizedek. I always said Melchizedek. So, whatever, Melchizedek, Melchizedek. I've got to be really careful the way I say the names. But the realities are... In, in, as we read that in Scripture, there was this recognition that Christ came according to prophecy, according to God's plan, and he would do what he said he would do because God always keeps his promises. That he came into the Holy of Holies on our behalf and offered the perfect sacrifice for us. Can you recognize that you can do nothing to earn your way to heaven. You can't be good enough. Because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Romans 6.23 says, The wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Have you come to that recognition that only Jesus is worthy? Only Jesus could do that for us to be able to get to heaven. You can't work your way to salvation. You have to come and recognize that only Jesus can give you eternal life. For he alone is worthy. Christ the Lord. Last of all, if you have recognized that Jesus came into this world and he was the only one who could make this perfect sacrifice, you've repented from your sin, then live a life worthy of the calling that has been placed on you as a child of God. And what is that calling? Praise his name forever. Praise his name forever. And you're getting up. You're going through the day and you're going down at the end of the day. Praise his name forever. Share your faith with others. Observe your lifestyle and your choice of reading and your watching, the choice of words that you're speaking out to other people, both physically and in social media. Your willingness to serve your brothers and sisters in Christ, in the church and out of the church. Most of all, your desire to share your faith with your neighbours and your friends and your work colleagues, wherever you go, is a way of praising his name forever. 2020 has been a shocker of a year by world standards and Australian standards. And for many of us, personally, and a lot of us might be well saying, you know, good riddance, 2020, bring on 2021. 
It's got to be better than this. But we want to gently ask you, what if it isn't? What if there's more tragedy just around the corner? What if the things that you're really looking forward to are cancelled? How is your Christian faith being played out in those situations? And in your witness to others around you? Jesus himself said, in this world, you'll have troubles. But take heart, I have overcome the world. It's a bigger picture mentality of what our purpose is here. For many people in scripture who adored Christ who saw him alone as worthy and to proclaim to praise his name forever, reread by human standards, they had a pretty rubbish life. Pretty disappointing, really. Injury, imprisonment, rejection, poverty, ridicule, and death. Doesn't sound like a great Message to preach on at the end of the year, does it? Well, it's not if you don't have Jesus. But if you've got Jesus, then the story just gets better and better. We see in the midst of all of those people in Scripture who are going through all of those things, overcome with joy in proclaiming the greatest gift that they have received of all, life eternal with Christ Jesus, who has rescued them from their sin. Their hope wasn't lying in their satisfaction of it being um, a me mentality. It was about serving the king. Will there be disappointments next year? Yes, there will be. But I ask you, will you take the same attitude as Joshua had in the Bible, as for me and my house, what? We'll serve the Lord. So how can I personalise this? Because I can't say it for you, but this is for me. And maybe you might then be able to attribute some things in your life. Let's be really clear for myself and Chris and pastors in Raymond Terrace and all around the world, when you see numbers dwindle in a place of worship because of fear or more likely apathy and people chasing after other gods of comfort and interest, then I need to make a choice. I'll draw a line in the sand and I'll say, as for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. When you have people writing negative things about life, and everything in it, maybe including you or me, will you respond with the same negative attitude and try and fight your way out of it? Or will you declare, as for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord? When you see the pain and injustice of a young teenager saying goodbye to her mother on Christmas Day, Does it shake you into remembering that eternity is just around the corner? 
or we just want to pretend and play happy families with no regard to the loving creator who created that family and has a future and a hope for all eternity and will declare that in the midst of a world wanting to sell you short an earth groaning under sin and death, we will say, as for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. When you're tired, you can't be bothered reading the Bible or praying. It's been too big a day. But you've got time to go and watch a Netflix show or something else which is pulling you away from a healthy relationship with God, something shiny. Will you pause and will you stop and you will say, no, as for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. What's your scenario? What will your response be in a situation in your life where you'll pause, you'll recognise what Jesus Christ has done for you and you truly say, I believe. And you'll say, as for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. I want to speak specifically to parents right now, online and here in the congregation. I want to implore you, lead your household well by serving the Lord's interest in you and your own family over your own personal interests. When you do that, you'll find joy because it's what you've been created to do. Even in the midst of great tragedy, Jesus will be your comfort. He will be your hope. He will be your joy when things are not going right. RTCC, will you join with me? And come let us adore him, Christ the Lord. For he alone is worthy. Christ the Lord. Let's praise his name forever. Christ the Lord. Would you stand and pray with me as I read out that scripture that we had earlier in our service? And may this be your prayer also as I read it out. Let's stand. If you're here today before I read this out, I ask that you listen to these words. And if you have made a, a decision to follow Jesus Christ, I want you to listen to the joy that happens when this person, this psalmist, is reading out what it is to follow after God and what it means to praise his name forever. That's what he is offering you this morning. He has given you a gift so that all who would receive him might be called a child of God. And you can be praying this yourself. If you want to know more about what it means to be a Christian, then ask someone who you know is a person who boldly declares Jesus Christ is Lord and ask them the questions. You can come and see me or any of here in the pastoral team as well. But this is our job, isn't it, congregation? To be able to be sharing the love of Jesus Christ. And so anyone watching this, either here or on stream, you would know that person who's doing that. Go and talk and say, I need Jesus. I need his hope. 
I need his comfort. I believe I give everything over to him for my eternal life and salvation. I'll extol you, my God and King, and bless your name forever and ever. Every day, I'll bless you and praise your name forever and ever. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts on the glorious splendor of your majesty and your wondrous works, I'll meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good. Amen? Amen. The Lord is good to all and his mercy is over all that he has made. All your works shall give thanks to you, O Lord, and your saints shall bless you. They'll speak of the glory of your kingdom and tell of your power to make known to the children of men your mighty deeds and your glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom and your dominion endures throughout all generations. The Lord is faithful in all his words and kind in all his works. The Lord upholds all who are falling and raises up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you and you give them their food in due season. You open your hand, you satisfy the desire of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and kind in all his works. The Lord is near to all who call on him. To all who call on him in truth, he fulfills the desire of those who fear him. He also hears their cry and saves them. The Lord preserves all who love him. But the wicked, he will destroy. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord. And let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. Amen. Amen.